Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine, and I am a spiritual mindset coach and Reiki master, helping women break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their brain, and manifest the life of their dreams. Just Like You is a podcast for all of the divine souls looking for guidance on their healing and ascension journey. We explore the depths of the universe, hold space for vulnerable conversations about spirituality and self-development, delve into the esoteric things like how to manifest, star seeds, the astral realm, and shed light on taboo topics such as plant medicine and so, so much more. I am honored that you are here to take this journey with me. I want everyone listening to be able to leave each episode feeling inspired and having learned something tangible to take away into their day-to-day life. If you feel called to work with me or explore this work deeper, please reach out at imalexischristine.com or you can DM me on Instagram at iam.alexischristine. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Like You Show. This is your host, Alexis Christine. And today we have a really exciting episode. I know that I say that every time, but I really am excited about today's. I have a guest on called Isa and her and I met when I was in Mexico, of course. And we actually sat together in an ayahuasca circle. Um, we, we went on an ayahuasca journey that night together with a group of other women and she actually is a coach specializing in plant medicine. So we'll talk about that a little bit more once we actually get to the episode, but I just wanted to send a little disclaimer that we are not doctors. If you are listening to this and think that you may be interested in using plant medicine along your healing journey, I would recommend that. If you do have depression or anything that you take medication for, that you just make sure that you're very careful about it, get a professional's advice, you know, take the normal roots of precaution because it is a very powerful medicine. It does go deep into your subconscious and you need to be responsible in the way that you're using these plant medicines as they are very sacred. So we talk about psilocybin, which is mushrooms, and we also talk about um, ayahuasca, which the main component is that in, is DMT. And just in case, cause I, we didn't explain what ayahuasca was in the actual podcast. I realized after ayahuasca is a plant medicine, it's a psychedelic as well. So as I said, DMT is the main psychedelic ingredient in it. And it's derived from two different roots that come from South America. So they basically make like a drink out of these two different roots. And you drink that in ceremony with some shamans and facilitators and um, basically like you would, it, ayahuasca is never something you would do on your own. It's, you always do it with some sort of facilitator and some sort of ceremony. Um, it's very sacred and she, who is the medicine will teach you things and show you things and basically send you on this insane spiritual inward journey. Um, so that's basically what ayahuasca is. Feel free to Google YouTube, etc. If you want to get a little bit more details on what exactly it is and how it works. But yeah, so I just wanted to give that little disclaimer Um, We are not telling you that you have to do this. We are not trying to force you or sway you or, you know, push any opinions down your throat. We're just talking about our experiences, how she works with it, you know, just how it plays a role in our lives and just make sure that you are responsible with your consumption and, you know, that goes for everything. Be responsible with all of your consumptions in life, whether it's alcohol plant medicine, psychedelics, or any type of other drug you decide to dabble in, just be responsible always. So with that, we're going to get into the episode and I hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine. And today I have someone who is very special today here. I met her in Mexico when we were sitting together in an Aya ceremony. Her name is Isa. Isa, how are you? Hey, Alexis. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy you're here. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to talk about all things mushrooms, coaching. It's It's going to be so good. So for those of you who don't know who Isa is, Isa is a coach focusing on mushrooms and kind of the psychedelic world and also the entrepreneurial side of that and coaching other coaches to kind of help you through all of your limiting beliefs, your blockages, and just kind of bring you back to your authentic self. Did I explain that properly? Did I miss anything? Hell yes. No, you're (laughs) awesome. You did so awesome. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Do you know what your sun, moon and rising are by chance? Yes. So my, I'm an Aquarius. I I don't want to mess up like this. I'm Aquarius. Okay. Moon. I am Capricorn rising. I am Leo. Oh my God. I'm a Leo rising too. How interesting. We have the same rising. Love it. Yeah. Leo's awesome. It really is actually. I love it. I love that like part of my big three. I think it's so fun. Um, and what is your human design? Do you know it? I'm a generator. Ah, that makes a lot of sense now with all of your TikToks <laughs> all the time. <laughs> makes yeah. so much sense. That's so funny. Okay. And so just so that the viewer, the viewers, LOL, the listeners can get a better idea of kind of who you are, what is your cultural background and what was your upbringing like? Yeah, absolutely. And I love this question because it fits in so closely with all of the work I'm doing Um, just as a coach and as a future licensed therapist working with psychedelics and plant medicines um, and also as a business coach just completely fits into my mission. So um, growing up, I grew up in sort of an environment where there was a lot of scarcity, where there was quite a bit of stress, you know? And so for a number of years, that was just my norm being in this place of scarcity, being in this place of sort of insecurity, being in this place of, you know, you go and work a nine to five job and you need to do this or else you might, you know, ruin your life. You're not going to be able to earn money. You are, you know, sort of a failure, to be honest, there was a really, really robust culture of you work a nine to five, you keep your image, you fit into society. Um, And through all the work I'm doing, I've obviously realized that there's a totally different way to be showing up in the world (laughs) and to be interacting with the world. Um, Does that provide enough information? Should I go a little bit deeper, Alexis? Honestly, it's whatever you feel comfortable sharing. So Yeah, I mean, I think that we'll talk more about some of the upbringing part um, a little bit later on with some of the questions. Yeah, perfect. Do you want to tell people a little bit more about what you do and what your coaching services are? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a hypnotherapist and I offer lifestyle coaching and business coaching with a specialization in plant medicine and in mushrooms. And what's really fun about what I'm doing is I'm working in this space as a coach, as a hypnotherapist, and simultaneously I'm studying to get licensed in psychedelic therapies. And I'm actually on a PhD track. So I work with neuroscientists. I work with psychologists doing interdisciplinary work uh, with psychedelics. So it's really a lot of fun. 
Um, and what I'm doing right now, what I'm not studying is I'm working with my freaking amazing clients. So in the past, um, I was doing a lot of work with lifestyle coaching, using mushrooms to help people to you know, change their lives, to change how they were seeing themselves, to change how they were perceiving life, right? So who are they wanting to become? What do they need to do to get there? And then using mushrooms to support them through that process of, you know, really releasing old patterns. But I'm really big on focusing on the new patterns being developed, creating those new neural pathways. So I did quite a bit of lifestyle coaching with mushrooms. I got a little bit overwhelmed because I had hundreds of applications coming in and oh, wow. I just couldn't keep up with it. It was, it was so exciting. So amazing. So then at that point I had to start thinking in terms of, you know, creating systems to really support people. So I started training other people who wanted to be doing this mushroom coaching, combining somatic healing and hypnosis with the mushrooms, started training other leaders Um, That led to creating a certification program. I have an online community where people can just have access to the modules so that they have those 10 steps for rewiring their mind, for releasing those stuck traumas as they step into the person that they're becoming. And then through that process, I really found a passion for business coaching. What I realized is that business coaching is very similar to lifestyle coaching. It's just that you're talking about business and macro structures, not just the micro aspect of people's lives. So, you know, business and um, effective, authentic marketing is really a matter of law of attraction, right? It's a matter of getting clear on your intention and matching that intention with your passion. If you are, if you have an intention, but you're coming from a place of scarcity and stress, your business is not going to take off the way you want your business to be taken off. But as you get clearer and clearer on your intention, as you strengthen your mindset, and as you match that with passion, what I've seen working with clients again and again and again is that people are able to really, you know, double their income, triple their their income and reach more people in the process because they're coming from this place of passion and integrity. So that's been my journey (laughs) in a nutshell. (laughs) That is so cool. And I love that you started off as one thing And as you progressed, you just were open to what the universe was kind of handing you and went with the flow and changed your services to what you were being called to at that time. You weren't kind of stuck in that rigid structure of, no, this is what I do. This is what I have to do and ignoring all of those other pings coming at you. And now you've created such an amazing business for yourself and like you're helping so many people. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's been so fun. And it's just been for me, it's like I'm always asking myself and my clients, when I'm thinking about the content I'm creating, am I passionate about this? Can I talk about this for the rest of my life? And when I hit a wall and I feel like I'm no longer passionate, it's an opportunity to maybe expand the vision or to do a little bit of reflection on where I can become more passionate. So yeah, it's just been this natural evolution, as you said, it's been so fun. That's such an adventure. I love it. What originally brought you to psychedelics and to mushrooms? Like what was it that kind of drew you into them? Yeah. Trauma healing. (laughs) You know, I was a social, I was studying to be a social worker. I was working in a homeless shelter. Um, I loved it. It was my dream, which is funny. Um, I loved it. I loved my clients. I loved learning about psychology, but I noticed that I was super stuck 
in my own healing journey. I was not seeing the results I wanted. I felt like there was, you know, energy stuck in my body, trauma stuck in my body. I felt discouraged because I wasn't, I just kept being told that that was just how life was going to be. And I knew that wasn't true. And I was frustrated because I wanted my clients to have more results. I wanted them to change their lives. And of course, you know, I was supporting them with getting housing or whatever. And they were so excited. It was so great to work with them, but I wanted more. Like I wanted like the biggest transformation possible. And so out of that, I went on a date with someone and he was talking about his experiences with plant medicine, with mushrooms, with ayahuasca. And I was just sold. Like I immediately the next day, (laughs) you know, was on social media and found a retreat to go on. And, you know, just like that, I was there. I wanted to have that release that he had talked about. That's amazing. Do you, can you explain in a like very high level, simple way, how mushrooms and psychedelics actually can help with the trauma healing? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So mushrooms and ayahuasca, um, I'll talk about those two medicines in particular, what they do And I'm going to, again, simplify this because what I found is that people get overwhelmed when I go too nerdy on them. Yeah. That's, Uh, I was like high level (laughs) in simplistic terms. What is happening? There's (laughs) multiple things happening. So first you're going to have serotonin buzzing off in your body because the chemicals of the medicine with your body lead to serotonin, just buzzing off in your body. So you're going to feel really good. And this is showing people a whole new emotional way of feeling right? You're literally creating new neural pathways with this serotonin buzzing off. Oh my goodness. Feeling this good is even possible. So that's the first part. The second part is your prefrontal cortex. Your judging analytical part of your brain is actually being quieted down in your parasympathetic nervous system. The part of you that feels regulated is being turned up. So you're experiencing regulation as this is happening. The limbic cord of your brain where emotions are stored is being accessed. So, you know, all of those old emotions can actually come up to the surface. Now, because your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that is judgy and chatty is being quieted down with the medicines, um, you're actually able to just hold space for those emotions that are being accessed without judging and shaming and blaming them. Because what happens a lot of the time is that people will have an emotion or a sensation come up and they have such strong conditioning, judging those sensations. It's just wired into their prefrontal cortex that a sensation comes up and they start saying, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Well, imagine somebody (laughs) coming up to you and saying, Alexis, you should not feel this way. You wouldn't feel good about yourself. And it's literally causing cortisol to go off. And your brain doesn't know the difference between some somebody else saying it and you saying it to yourself. So your prefrontal cortex, you know, quieting down, not judging and shaming and blaming yourself actually gives your body the space to just be in the moment, to be in the present moment and to allow these emotions to process um, for the energy to literally be released. And what's happening is that energy gets frozen and trapped in your body when you don't have the tools as a young kid or when your parents didn't have the tools through whatever distressing experience they went through to actually release the energy. So just to expand on this a tiny bit, when a traumatic event happens, you know, if you see an animal get tranquilized, right? When the tranquilization is over, you'll watch them shake 
right? What they're doing is they're releasing that trauma. They're releasing that stress, that energy from their bodies. Humans often don't have these tools when distressing events happen. So instead of shaking it out and allowing that energy to move through them, that energy gets stuck in their body. So they continue to remain in fight, flight, freeze mode. So through the medicines, through the limbic cord being accessed, you can release some of those sensations and move through a process of awareness so that those sensations are actually able to be released. And I just geeked out a little bit. I just went <laughs> longer than I was intending to. But is that is the way I just explained that clear? Is there any clarifying question that you have? No. Okay. So for me, obviously, I know um, some about psychedelics, but I think just to summarize where you might have used some bigger words, essentially, your body is processing all of the repressed emotions without judgment. And so you're releasing them from your body. (laughs) Yes, exactly. With serotonin, because you want the serotonin to be higher in your body than the cortisol in order to heal that trauma. So your serotonin is creating new neural pathways. There's so much more I could geek out on about, but yes, it's releasing the trapped energy and you're not judging and shaming and blaming it. So how would you coach someone through that then? Like when you're, when, or I guess, I don't know if you still have um, clients specifically for the psychedelic coaching, or if you've moved completely to business coaching now, but when you were coaching someone through a mushroom trip, for example, how would you navigate that? Yeah. Are there like trigger points or journaling prompts or anything like that to bring up specific, um, like memories or blocking, like limiting beliefs, or is it just whatever comes and you like, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So a pivotal part of Um, using psychedelics to heal is that we want to be getting in touch with the sensations of the body. So we want to slow down the the pattern, the thought pattern that says, Ooh, big emotion. I'm going to dive into this head first, because what happens when we dive into an emotion head first is we actually trigger more cortisol going off in our brain, right? It's overwhelming to our nervous system. So what we want to do instead is we want to teach people or what I do is I teach people to get in touch with the sensations in their body. When you are in the midst of a psychedelic experience, because your prefrontal cortex is being quieted down, right? You're able to just naturally get in touch with the sensations present in your body without being in this judgmental, just default mode of let me dive into this emotion and face it head on, right? You're able to just be in this state of mindfulness, consciousness, awareness, because you're in a parasympathetic nervous system state, you're in this regulated nervous system state. So you can just feel the sensations of your body and release that energy. So what we do when what I do and what I teach other people to do is to get in touch with the sensations of their body so that when those emotions come up before the trip even happens, they've already learned how to just get in touch with the sensations of their body so that it's just second nature when they enter into the mushroom journey. And then in people's integration, sometimes to your point about memory, sometimes memories get triggered, especially when we're working with ayahuasca. So people need to have those tools for just moving into gentle sensation feeling rather than causing more cortisol by diving headfirst into the emotion. Is this making sense? Yeah. It's funny you say that about the ayahuasca because after after our Aya circle, I was literally having a midlife crisis for like a week because I couldn't figure out how to integrate what I had seen during my, my journey. And I was just, I was literally going crazy that one week. I was like, what is happening? And then eventually I had a breakthrough and I was like, okay, I got it now. (laughs) But I think the the integration process, I think is also really important 
once these, these memories or these feelings or whatever has come to surface and you've released them, there is still the integration process after to actually in like integrate whatever you've learned or whatever you've released, like back into your life and make sense of it. So do you have any integration tips for people and how they can do that? Absolutely. So the most important piece of working with psychedelics is getting clear or beginning to get clear on who you want to become. Okay. So you don't want to get stuck in the subconscious trap of I'm so broken. I need to get to the bottom of all of my thoughts, all of my problems, and then I'll be happy. Cause what you're doing is you're just reinforcing those ways of thinking again and again and again, and I won't get too nerdy on this. So you just want to ask yourself the question, where do I want to go? Right. And when you're moving through that integration process, keep coming back to this question. Right. And when we come back to this question, we want to get clear on what emotions and thought patterns do I want to let go of? So during a plant medicine ceremony, some old emotions might come to the surface. Some old thought patterns might come to the surface. Right. So you can integrate tools to support you just in releasing those. And then you want to think about who do I want to become? What does this person embody? Right. What are the what are the thoughts? What are the behaviors? What are the habits? What are the emotions that this person embodies? And because you've taken plant medicine, what happens is your subconscious is much more suggestible. So it's much easier to begin implementing these new ways of being. Right. So then you you want to really just get clear on who you are becoming. And then you can implement a variety of techniques for actually, you know, changing your habits for elevating your emotional state, right? For continuing to be in a regulated state. But really the million dollar questions are always, where are you going? What do you need to let go of? And what do you need to step into? What do you need to let go of really hits me? Because I feel like every time I'm like, there's something that I just need to like let go of. Most of the time it's control. Because in like in day-to-day life, like I'm not overly controlling. I'm like very good with the flow, whatever. But there's specific things where I'm like, I need to know what's happening and when it's happening. Like, for example, I'm moving at the moment. I have no idea where I'm moving to. I have no idea when I'm going to be moving. So I'm going home for a bit in between. And I'm like, I need to know what my dates are. I need to know when to book my flights. Like I can't just release control and let the universe figure it out for me. I have this need in my brain to like just have it all done, if that makes sense. So that's like, that's always one thing I'm trying to work on. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so difficult. And that's really just a matter. I mean, I don't want to speak into your, I'm not trying to coach you on the spot, but I see this all the time. Right. And what, what we're really seeing in society is that we're moving, right. This, what you're talking about is so normal, right? Because we're moving from this place of needing to be in fight flight with ourselves and with the environment, right. Of being in a sympathetic nervous system state of anxiety into training our nervous systems to be in a parasympathetic state where we realize oh my God, there's nothing to worry about. Everything is okay. And the more that we're able to train our body to think that way, the more our external reality shifts, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're aligning our thoughts with this emotional frequency of everything is safe. Everything is okay. You know, I'm so grateful that life is okay. And then the more that we have a clear intention of thought with this emotional state, quantum physics shows that we are affecting reality. So it's really a matter of just training our nervous system to be in this state of regulation rather than the state of, you know, <laughs> stress and like, what do I need to do? Oh my God, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I not safe? Right. Um, so I see yeah. that all the time and it's really just a global shift that we're going through, which is really exciting. 
It's funny because like I I already have the keys to my aunt's place in London. So I know that when I come back from Toronto, I'll be staying there until I find a flat. So it's not even like I'm going to come back and be homeless. Like I know that I have somewhere to go, but this this thought in my brain is still like, I need to get it figured out. There's, yeah. So it's a journey. It is a journey. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) So what other types of things can mushrooms heal, whether it's hero doses or micro dosing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So something that is really fascinating that I've learned through studying with indigenous healers is that microdosing is way more effective when you take it after a macro dose. Okay. Yes. So you are much more sensitized to the effects of mushrooms when your body already had the experience of those mushrooms, right? It's reminding your body, you've already created these new neural pathways. And then when you continue to microdose after, you're just reminding your body of this experience that you had, right? It's just much easier to really be sensitized to those, um, to those wonderful benefits. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, not that you specifically asked about that, but that is something <laughs> very important, right? That I've witnessed, you know, in terms of people getting benefits from microdosing mm-hmm. and then the people who like when people have life-changing transformations with microdosing, often they've already taken a macrodose before the people who have more resistance to the medicine and are not seeing the benefits, right. Often mm-hmm. didn't have any preliminary. Experience. And is that within a close period of time or could they have done a macrodose like two years prior as like a 20 years prior. It doesn't right? matter as long as you've done it. Exactly. Okay. Like I work with people who work for the government, right? And they took mushrooms in college, spend 20 years, they have this vague memory and they start microdosing <laughs> and they experience results like as soon as a weekend, right? It's just amazing. It's amazing. And the results are really that you're able to break out of depressive thought patterns. You're able to let go of addictions. When you're microdosing, your subconscious is way more suggestible. So it's way easier, you know, to just start stepping into habits that actually serve you. Um, And with that, it's way easier to just leave some of those old habits behind. A lot of times people have addictions because there's some imbalances in their body, right? It might be thought patterns. It might be that they have an uncomfortable emotional state. When you're microdosing, you've got serotonin going through your body. It's going to be easier to just leave that old habit behind when you can feel <laughs> so good with mushrooms alone, right? So there's so many um, benefits. It's, it really is just creating new neural pathways. It's creating hyperconnectivity in your brain. So your brain is thinking in new ways. You're letting go of some of those old depressive patterns that just aren't serving you that are literally causing cortisol to buzz off. You're also creating a regulated emotional state, right? It turns down that prefrontal cortex, that fight flight stress response. Um, It turns down your default mode network that is just automatically always in stress mode, looking out there, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? And you're able to expand into that parasympathetic regulated nervous system state where you feel clarity and ease and, regulation. Um, and then, yeah, as I already said, you're more suggestible. It's easier to step into those habits that really serve you and that serve your nervous system and that serve your body. That's so cool. Can you just quickly explain what a microdose is just in case anyone listening doesn't actually know? I realized I just asked it without explaining because for me, it's such a normal term. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So a microdose is going to be 0.05 
to 0.1 grams typically. Now you might take more than that, right? You're not going to, depending on the strength of the mushroom, you aren't really going to experience hallucinations until, you know, some mushrooms, if it's a strong strain, 0.8 grams, you might start experiencing hallucinations, right? So as long as you're not experiencing hallucinations, it's still a microdose, even 0.5 grams, right? With a stronger dose of mushrooms, <laughs> start experiencing hallucinations. So microdose is going to be below hallucination. Territory. Okay. So basically just enough to open up your brain a little bit, but not enough to actually give you like a trip per se. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um. So what are some of the, the misconceptions or like the most asked questions about working with plant medicine that you receive? Yeah. So to be honest, most people who I work with, they feel a call in their heart. They're seeing it on TikTok. There's something in them that's excited by it. Um, even if it's just like, this sounds cool, right? Mm-hmm. Typically what helps people through any of that anxiety, because there are misconceptions, there's fear narratives around the medicine, right? Yeah. Um, or there's this idea that it's like, what druggies do, right? And typically when people just have some basic science, right? They feel a lot more empowered in their decision to, you know, listen to themselves and follow this path. Um, So just some basic science is often very helpful for people. Um, The other piece of this is that if somebody is really freaked out by psychedelics, then I tell them no, right? I don't work with them because it's not time. And we're talking about a very, very strong medicine. This isn't like, oh, let's go and sit in the sauna for 30 minutes and clear our head. This is like, this is a very strong energy force, you know, and it deserves to be treated with reverence. And if somebody is not in a place where they can, you know, where they feel like reverent of the medicines or, you know, that they really need the science to prove every single aspect. Cause the truth is science is still coming together around psychedelics. This is a developing field, you yeah. know, cutting edge. So if somebody is not in a place where they, you know, feel a strong resonance or where they are just at such dissonance with the medicine, then chances are it's just not the right time. And I tell them, Hey, maybe reach out in a year or five years, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> five years. <laughs> you know, like this doesn't need to happen right now. So, um, yeah, you know, that's important. If it's, if people are so scared of the medicines, then it's not the right time. I'm not going to force the medicines down your throat because that's like traumatizing. It is just, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think that's an important thing to note too. just not so much on the client side, but on the coaching side, like to turn down customers who don't feel aligned or who aren't like overly sold. Like if there's any sort of hesitation, especially with psychedelics, because it's going into your subconscious. And if you go in with a scared mindset or a negative mindset, that's going to circulate while you're on it, then it's, you have to be so careful. So that's so good that you actually like have the strength to be like, no, it's not your time. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And just to speak into that a little bit further, it's like, I don't want to be a cult leader. Like this. <laughs> I'm like, it's a strong boundary, you know? So it's like when people are looking at the medicines to fix them, or they're looking at me to fix them, or they're looking at the shamans who I work with to fix them. I tell them, you know, I, I tell people you need to be a self leader. You need to be self-responsible because as soon as you start looking at me or the medicines or shamans to fix you, 
like that's when we enter culty territory. That's, mm-hmm. you know, so I want to be clear. I'm going to give you all the tools. And if you show up with these tools and if you show up with the plant medicines, you get to watch your life and your process shift and change, but it's up to you, you know? Um, and yeah, with that, you know, it does take a certain personality to really take responsibility for your healing journey, for mm-hmm. the life that you choose to live on a daily basis. It takes a strong like sense of leadership on clients end. And it's really important to me that when I'm working with people, that people are self-leaders because I don't want to be a cult leader. And two, I want to have the utmost reverence and respect for these medicines that we're sitting with um, and the process that can unfold through, you know, this dynamic between the person showing up for their lifestyle and through the medicines. Exactly. Exactly. What has your experience with psychedelics been like? Like what are some of I don't know if you have any like massive breakthroughs you feel comfortable sharing or just like funny anecdotes or stories that you could share, but what, what kind of has your journey been? Oh my gosh. My whole life has changed. (laughs) Like I would say first, um, first I would say that, you know, I've been able to release so much stored up energy that had been trapped in my body. So that is, so life-changing that has been so life-changing you know to go and sit in ceremony and to have such a big like emotional release you know through this mindfulness dance and through the medicines you know releasing all of these repressed emotions being able to then walk out of ceremony and feel 10 pounds lighter that's an experience that I can't really describe in words and it's experience that is just so transformative to realize like oh my god I don't need to carry all of this with me forever. You know, any of those dense emotions, like I don't need that anymore. And I can let this go. It's so empowering. So that has been a huge piece. Um, Oh my God. I could just like go on and on. I'll tell a funny story. So (laughs) in the last ayahuasca ceremony that I was in, um, there was one point where all of this emotion was coming up related to men and the masculine um, related to my like sexuality related to business and how I was showing up for my business. I was showing up in a way that wasn't totally aligned. It was really masculine, like trying to get myself to go that extra mile when I didn't Mm -hmm. have that passion backing myself up. And, you know, just so much emotion was coming to the surface. And I got this really clear message, um, to put my face in the dirt and to surrender. And I said, okay, sure. Like, sure. So I put my face Physically put your face in the dirt. Put your face. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I was like, okay, sounds good. Right. And so I put my face in the dirt and surrendered. This is like a good story. And then this guy, (laughs) this guy was sitting next to me. Okay. This guy's name is Chris. And Chris at this point reaches his hand over and starts tapping my head like so gently. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Because again, I had just an excruciating headache. All of this emotion is coming up. I forgot to mention the headache. I had an excruciating headache. And that's when I was there to put, to put my face in the dirt. So Chris is like moving his hand over, tapping my head. It's like the most blissful moment of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm simultaneously like releasing so much emotion and just like being cared for, you know, like having somebody, you know, gently tap my head. Turns out he's a tantra massage therapist. Ah. Yes, yeah. we love so those. 
Anyway, he understood the assignment. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, he's doing this and it's just this crazy moment because of course, like all of this emotion is related to traumas I've had with men in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of this mass hyper masculine energy, not being connected with my heart and my entrepreneurial pursuits. So anyways, he's tapping my head and we end up like dating, like after this ceremony, we went from being like, we, like our egos were clashing before the ceremony. We really Mm -hmm. were just like, who are you? And what is up with you? And then we have this moment and it's like such a strong connection. And then after the ceremony, we're talking about our dynamic and we end up dating and we're still dating like right now. So that's one of my crazy. Is this the one you told me about? Yes. Oh, I love that for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That is so fun. And I actually, okay. One thing I want to touch on the fact that you just said before the ceremony, your egos were kind of like butting heads. It's so interesting because I am very big on like reading people's energies. And there's some people you just walk into a room or into a crowd and it's like, you don't even have to say anything, but you just automatically, your energies are like repelling like two ends of the magnet. And it's like, I, there's no explanation for it. There's no reason why, but you just, you're clashing for like, for nothing. So it's so interesting that like, I want, I don't know what it is. I wonder why it happens, but it's so, it's really cool that you had that feeling and then we're able to bond through ceremony and like, just drop the ego. And now you guys are just like living life blissfully together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And we still have to be aware. Like we both have very strong egoic subconscious conditioning. And it's very clear when that subconscious is back at the surface, <laughs> and we both know that it's happening, but we do, we have this deeper connection that we got to experience through the medicines and beyond the medicines of like who we are when we're not just in that rigid sort of normal thinking that we both kind of dance between, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not like you like kill your ego and it never comes up again. That's like a misconception I'd say that comes up with plant medicine. It's really this dance that happens between the past and then where you're going, right? The old conditioning and then who you're becoming as you enter a more regulated, blissful, high energy state. So yeah, yeah, it's just been amazing. It must be also a really cool experience to navigate that with someone who is also very self-aware and is navigating it as well. Because even if we're doing the work on ourselves, if we're dating people or we're friends with people who aren't in that similar mindset and they just operate strictly from the ego, sometimes you being self-aware and working through that on your own isn't enough. Like it's, you need both of the the humans in the situation to be kind of working on it. So the fact that he's on the same type of level, like that just must be such a cool experience. I've never had that before. Oh my God, it's amazing. And then get this, Alexis. A month before I met him, mm-hmm. I had written down in my journal like everything he embodies. Right? <gasps> He's a tantra instructor. I said I wanted a tantra instructor. I wanted a tantra instructor. <laughs> I owed him. Right. I wanted to date at somebody who was really at a high level with tantra, it was something I was really wanting to explore for myself, learn more about. I wanted him to be a yogi. I wanted him to be self aware. I wanted him to have some familiarity with the coaching industry because it's so important to me and my life and that level of self awareness, you know, really valuing self development. Um, and I wanted him to value plant medicine. And then lo and behold, he's a mental trainer and a Tantra coach who like specializes in massage. And it's, it's, it's mind blowing, right? That is so amazing. Literally what unfolded. So yeah. Literally the manifestation in the flesh. (laughs) Yeah. 
right? As soon as I freaking surrendered, which is an amazing um, synchronicity as well, because it literally mm-hmm. happened when I put my face in the dirt and said, okay, fine, I surrender. I'll like leave these old emotions behind you. That's win. so brave. Cause I'm just picturing the morning of our ayahuasca circle, that scorpion running around. And I'm like, to have to just put your face in the dirt. What if it was there? <laughs> I forgot Fair about moment. that. <laughs> Did you? Oh man. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just happy. I didn't see it during, during the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. I was in that afterglow period, you know, where the serotonin is like, buzzing. So I don't even think I was paying attention when people were like, ah, scorpion. I think I was just like, ah, but the world yeah. is so beautiful. <laughs> Can you touch a little bit on the surrender that you just mentioned? So with, with plant medicine, like you mentioned before, it's going to bring up emotions and memories and other things that you need to release. So can you maybe touch on why the surrendering aspect is so important in that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're not in a surrender space, we're in fight flight and we're creating more cortisol. We're like, I want this and I want it now. Mm -hmm. Right. And when we can actually, you know, surrender and say, okay, I really want this and I'm going to surrender my desire to heal. I'm going to surrender my desire for a boyfriend. I'm going to surrender my desire for X, Y, Z in my business. And I'm going to allow the universe or the quantum field to show me the way, then we're in that moment, we're getting out of our own damn way, right? We're saying, I'm not going to keep fighting with myself, but I'm actually going to allow myself to be in a regulated state. And I'm actually going to start listening to the universe. Now, I actually believe that we are the universe. Mm -hmm. I don't believe this, right? But science shows this, right? When we're connected with the quantum field, it's not that there's something outside of us that is like necessarily speaking of us, it's a much greater interconnection that our actual minds are part of, right? So when we're able to release and get out of that fight flight, out of that cortisol, we have access to that quantum field so that we are able to receive downloads so that we're able to be connected with our own intelligence, right? Um, And we're actually able to, you know, create whatever it is that we want to create. But when we're in that fight flight shit, we're just causing so many problems for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. funny too. Cause with, so with, um, I'll, I'll just tell, say a little anecdote about surrender when yes. we were in our Aya circle, I, it was right after I'd gotten to Mexico. So I was still very much on the UK time zone. And I think we had our first cup at like 11 or 1130. So it was quite late. I was normally already in bed by this time. It's like four or 5 a.m. UK time, right? Like I'm exhausted and I wasn't feeling anything. I was just insanely yawning. And I literally thought I was going to dislocate my jaw, but in my head, I was like, I have to stay awake. I can't go to bed. I'm jet lagged. I need to stay up for the second cup. Like you know, trying to force myself to stay there so I could go for the second cut because I wasn't quote unquote feeling anything. And it got to the point where my eyes were so heavy that they just shut on their own for like a second. And then I opened them back up. But when they were shut, I saw all of these visions and I was like, oh my God, like this isn't me being jet lagged. This is the medicine trying to knock me on my ass. Right. And so I, a, all of a sudden had such anxiety because I realized I was no longer in control of my body. And I had to kind of breathe through it and just surrender. And as soon as I let go and I was like, I'm here, I'm safe. Like I have all of these beautiful humans around me. I'm protected, et cetera. 
the feeling of anxiety disappeared. So it was like a matter of seconds that this happened. And then I was just like, I'm going to go to bed. Like this is the medicine telling me to sleep. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to do it. And I laid down and I didn't actually sleep, but that was when I had the most amazing visions. I had all of my lessons, like everything was coming. And it's because I was able to surrender from it that I was getting that experience. Whereas if I had just forced myself to stay awake after my second cup, because I did end up being awake for the second cup, I, there was nothing like my, my ceremony, like my journey was solely from the first cup. The medicine didn't give me anything after that. Like what I needed to learn I had gotten. So had I just stayed awake and went straight to the second cup, I would have missed everything. Yes. So oh my the God. The surrender was so important in that moment. That's so powerful. Yeah. You got out of your own way and you just, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm it was so a, I can't, I need to hear more about all of your downloads and your integration. I'm so excited to hear about how all of the visions that came from that have since. Oh yeah, they were, it was an interesting one. Once I figured it out, I felt a lot better, but for the, for that week, I was having so many midlife crises. I was going crazy, Oh, but man, yeah. yeah. So that's my little surrender. That's another big misconception, right? People are like, oh my gosh, like I going crazy. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because a lot of people get very uncomfortable when they start seeing the world in a new way. And they're like, am I losing it? And it's like, my stance is sort of like, well, isn't that the whole point? Now I'm not saying we're going to trigger people into a state of nervous system, you know, (laughs) overwhelm where they, or, you know, anything dangerous. That's not what I'm saying, but, Mm -hmm. uh, this whole idea of losing your mind a bit and getting out of your old conditioning and seeing a different way of operating. It scared me. It's scary. And yet it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? You want to do it in a way that is safe and that is regulated Mm -hmm. where you have the tools to navigate it. That's where the science and the, and these neuroscience tools are so empowering for people because they're like, oh, there's a way this emotion's coming up. This old thought is coming up. I know how to handle this. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, a lot of times people will start seeing, you know, the world in a new way and it's what they manifested. It's what they wanted. They wanted to see the world in a more colorful way. They wanted to have more spiritual clarity. And yet the ego and the subconscious can go, oh, wait, oh, no, 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 no. Like, let me go back to the way things work because it can feel unfamiliar. And that in itself can feel triggering. And that's just when the process needs to be slowed down a little bit. That's where the neuroscience tools come in. But it's actually mm-hmm. this really beautiful thing of people being reborn, of people seeing and interacting yeah. with the world in a new way. It literally was like a rebirth because it was tearing down the societal conditioning that had been ingrained in my mind for years. And to see that I didn't need what I thought I did in order to be my authentic self, it was terrifying in my mind. Like, and it took me the week to really process. And then actually it's funny how you mentioned earlier, like when we encompass the, the higher energy, the higher vibrations, it changes our reality because the, the day that I had the breakthrough was also the day that, um, I met on the beach for the integration circle. So I had the breakthrough that day and I was in such a good mood walking to the integration circle, sat with everyone, had great conversation. And I just, I could feel I was in a very high vibration. I was in like pure receiving mode and I was listening to Abraham Hicks on the way home and literally three different people stopped me on my walk home. And their first line was, you look like a nice person. You have very calming energy. Like they were just so complimentary. And I, I made a friend that way, actually one of the guys I ended up hanging out with a bit, but 
it was like the whole time in Playa, I was walking around and no one ever came up to me, right? Like I had my headphones in face down. I knew where I was going. I just went and I was kind of walking that way, but I was more so looking up. And I guess my, my energy just had like a pull to it. And like three people came up to me. I was like, this is insane. Like, it's so crazy how your reality changes as soon as you raise the frequency that you're vibrating on. It was, it was unreal. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, is there, (laughs) is there anything else about, um, plant medicine or your coaching or anything like that, that you want to add in that we've missed? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd just speak on what you just said is that when you take plant medicine, the more you surrender, the more you get out of your own damn way. And the more that you allow the process to work, you start manifesting really quick, right? Because Mm -hmm. these, these medicines calibrate, you know, at such a high frequency and are showing you totally new ways of showing up and interacting with the world that change happens quick, right? Now it's not for the faint hearted, it's for the leaders who are able to take responsibility for their lives and their thoughts and their emotions and implement the lifestyle changes and listen to their heart, listen to the downloads, right? Not wait for somebody else to implement. But when you're connected with the quantum field and your subconscious is showing you the next step, you listen, like, Mm-hmm. You know, this is the process of surrender and surrendering and just making those quantum leaps <laughs> happen, <laughs> manifesting incredibly, incredibly quick. So I love that you literally had that on such a micro scale, you know, just yeah. like people coming up and being nice to you and like experiencing that whole reality shift just on such a you know small level. It was really cool because one one of the guys, like when he first stopped me, he was like bouncing off the walls with energy. And by the time we were done our conversation, he said, he was like, wow, I feel so much calmer now. Like you have such a calming presence. And I was like, thank you. That's such a nice compliment. Like people need to compliment me more on my energy. Like I don't care. Don't, you don't need to compliment me on my looks. Compliment me on like me, you know? (laughs) I, I think what you just said that was really important is when, if, when you do take psychedelics and you're having those learnings from it, you do need to implement it. You can't just have the learning and then keep living the life the way that you used to. Like you actually need to start implementing the things that you've learned or you're not going to see any changes. Yes. Yeah. And it just made me think about the fact that surrender is not just like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. And I need to like surrender to this discomfort. Surrender is also answering the call, right? Mm -hmm. When you're getting a download to because you're literally connected with higher intelligence with the quantum field when you're getting a download to take the next step in your business when you're t- getting the download to you know talk to this guy who t- 6 hours ago you your egos were clashing when you're getting the download to go reach out to you know new women to become friends with new women like mm-hmm. answer that call that is just as much the surrender if not more you know, surrender than just, you know, trying to like kill your ego or let go. Right. I mean, the letting go and the releasing our ego and our old patterns is absolutely a surrender, but so is learning to trust this higher intelligence and learning to trust this new emotional state, you know, learning to feel good, learning to be in alignment with our thoughts, learning to take the inspired action because that's who we're ultimately becoming, right? We're not just the letting go. We're ultimately becoming this, this new, this new being. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. You said it so well. (laughs) Do you have any tips for anyone who's looking to like try or get into healing with plant medicine? 
Um, let's see. I need tips. <laughs> Reach out. <laughs> Reach out to me. I'm happy to hook you up. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but actually, seriously, find somebody who you trust, right? Look for look for medicine that's grown in a high vibration environment. You don't just want to go buy mushrooms off the street right? You want the mushrooms to be grown in an environment where they're spoken to nicely, where they're loved. I know that might sound kind of funny, but it does affect the quality of your experience. Um, If you're going to take a larger dosage of medicine, make sure it's in an environment where they take conscious community seriously, right? Because when people, especially women, when women understand what is happening in the environment, they're able to relax a bit more and feel Mm -hmm. safer in that environment. So conscious community is a big aspect. And then when you're taking these medicines, make sure you have the tools to help you integrate, right? We're not just taking the medicine and asking the medicine to fix us. Um, We're taking the medicine and then meeting the medicine and working with the medicine as we implement, you know, new habits into our lives um, so that we're truly able to change our lives using the medicine. And that's the difference between being culty with the medicine and <laughs> using the medicine as a tool, right? Um, so definitely having the tools is a big piece. Um, is there anything else I would say? I would also say that um, like the integrity of the healers that you're working with or the shamans or the medicine people who you're working with. I don't love the word healer because I think that it strips people of their power. They think they need Mm. somebody from outside of them. I like the word facilitator. Facilitator. The integrity of your facilitator is huge, right? And so, you know, just taking time to reflect, like what does a high integrity plant medicine ceremony look like for you? Maybe doing some research if you don't have the answer to that question and learning to get clear on that so that you can really, um, one, magnetize that situation to you and to feel really empowered in your, in your process as you find a ceremony that feels good. Amazing. Thank you. I have one final question that I ask to all of my guests. I didn't put yeah. you on this. Um, if you could name this chapter of your life, what would it be called? on the spot on the spot the first thing that comes to mind oh my god oh my gosh I'm actually writing a book I'm actually literally yes so this is actually something that's unfolding in real time because I love to write amazing so I would say that this chapter of my life would be called the start of a book um (laughs) Yeah. The start of a book, you know, my whole life has changed. I I'm sorry, Alexis. That was a pathetic answer. That's, no, that's, that's it's what's authentic to you. Yes. Yes. The start of a book. <laughs> I love it. Oh God, that is so cool. I can't believe you're writing a book. I'm so excited to read it. Yes. I'm really excited about it. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Isa, I-S-A underscore Janice, J-A-U-N-I-C-E. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was so amazing having you. This chat was so good. Oh my gosh. My heart feels so full. You're so awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. Of course. And everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode all about plant medicine and you got something useful out of it. And again, if you do want to try 
definitely hit up Isa because she is amazing. I have seen her work firsthand, <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode coming from two people just like you.